On today's episode of the Hustle of the Day podcast, I have Corey Barrier. Corey has lived a thousand lives, it seems like. Everything from slinging cocaine to starting a podcast, running a business. You're going to want to buckle in for this one. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hustle of the Day podcast. My name is Trent, and I'm very excited and very blessed to have Corey Barrier here today. Corey has so many, has his finger in so many things. I don't even want to try and introduce you. So, Corey, why don't you jump in here and tell me about yourself? Hey, what's up, Trent? Uh, thanks for having me, dude. I appreciate this. Um, so, dude, I, you're right. I do have my hands in a lot of things. And, and it's crazy because this crazy, crazy stuff that we're in, um, ironically, I was supposed to start um, with a medical device, the head of the the uh, head of the sales department of a medical device that's fairly new and up mm-hmm. up and coming. Not really up and coming; it's really new. And so, I was supposed to start that when this whole shit went down. And I've been working on this deal for a couple of months now. And so, now it's like, you know, what do you do? Right? <laughs> that's a, that's a good question. <laughs> Well, I mean, because, you know, you have to go to doctor's offices and right. and visit doctors. We can't do that shit right now. So, you know, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. It is. Uh, so you, you have uh, some other projects you're working on in the meantime as well. You do some coaching, correct? And then you've got uh, uh, your podcast, the Successful Life Podcast, which is awesome. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a little bit, but uh, give me a little background about uh, Corey before this medical device thing didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it um, so it's going to happen, but uh, you know, just took a little bit of a back seat. But leading up to this. Um, so Trent, I'm from Mayberry. So uh, literally from from uh, you know a little bitty itty bitty town like that was on like the Andy Griffith show. That's where I grew up. Okay. And so you know it was super super little town. I grew up in a great household. We you know I had great parents. They whatever split when I was twelve. You know basically what happens to everybody at this point. Right. Um. Uh. I also was uh, I was a fat kid, and so I got picked on a lot. And <clears throat> what that did, Trent, is that taught me a lot of things. Uh, I was uh, was climbing onto a diving board when I was 12 years old. It was between my sixth and seventh grade year. These girls asked me to jump up and down. And, and when I did, I thought they thought, I thought they thought I was cute. And, and really, they were watching my boobs bounce up and down. And so they asked, they, yeah. So they asked me if I needed a bra and it was probably one of the most humiliating days that I can remember as a child. Um, and so what that did for me is it embarrassed the fuck out of me. Hopefully I can cuss on here. Um, I, you know, it embarrassed the fuck out of me. And so I decided to that, that summer to, go on a super strict diet and start doing, you know, start exercising and I lost the weight. It helped that I grew a little bit over the summer and I haven't gained that weight back since. 
I've had a lot of other struggles through my life um, beyond that. But that, you know, being fat and being picked on is no joke, dude. Um, I wound up, I think, probably drinking and, you know, to. I don't really know why I started drinking so heavily, but I did. Got a bunch of DUIs, um, started doing drugs. Had uh, lost my license 30 days into getting my 21st um, oh, twenty-first birthday. 30 days I got in two DUIs. And so I've lived pretty much a crazy, crazy, reckless, younger life, slinging yeah. cocaine and drinking and, you know, importing pills from different countries and all kinds of crazy shit. Um and what comes with that is a lot of fun. You know, there was a lot of fun with that. But then there was a lot, a lot, a lot of bad, bad days, too. Um, so in 2005, Trent, I got caught with cocaine, four ounces of cocaine. And and that day, of course, I lost everything. Uh, I got locked up. and But at the same time, I really thought I was going to prison, to be honest with you. And if I think if I would not have been white, I bet you I would have. Um, I mean, that's pure just speculation. I, I don't know that for sure, but there's a lot of statistics, statistics out there that show, you know, that it is favored for certain people. It could be that, right. you know, even, God, I saw it the other day. I think it was, it was a certain type of hair color and eye color was convicted almost every single time. Wow. Which is bizarre. Yeah. So, um, I don't even know how I got off on all that whole thing, but, uh, anyway, so I, uh, in 2009, I finally sobered up and I haven't had a drink since. That's, yep. that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you've gained a lot of life experiences out of that, which you can share with others and help others through. And I mean, that's, you've lived a lot of lives. I have lived a lot of lives and I, to be honest, I don't even know how I'm even sitting here, to be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember I was sitting, I, I moved out to Las Vegas for a year in 2000, in 2000. Yeah, 2000. Yeah. And I I remember sitting on a couch with these two guys. And what, there was one guy on my left. Now, re- remember that I came from, basically came from Mayberry at this point, right? I'd mm-hmm. gone to Charlotte to school, flunked out, DUIs, but still, I'm still a kid from Mayberry. So I'm sitting on a couch with these two guys. They're both covered in tattoos. I'm not, I have a lot of tattoos. These guys were like straight up prison. I mean, literally prison guys. And so there's a guy on my left, Ed, and a guy on the right, Stormy, I think is how it was. Um, and we're watching television and they're both meth heads, right? And so like bad meth heads, like no teeth and, it was yeah. a fucked up situation. There's a lot more goes into this, but for time purposes, I'll keep it short. Um, and so we were sitting there watching whatever on television and the news pops up and these two guys are on the fucking news. Both wow. of these guys are on the news robbing a casino. Huh. And wow. I'm sitting there like, um, what? I'm not sure in my head, this is what's going on in my head. I'm not sure if you need to run. 
I'm not sure if you need to just sit here. I mean, my brain from left to right was just being yeah. jarred to death because I didn't know. I didn't know what the hell was about to happen. I mean, I just saw these two fucking guys that are wanted on the news, and I'm sitting beside of both of them. Yeah. That fucking be a bizarre feeling. It was a bizarre feeling. And, and fortunately, I got out of there. They didn't say anything. Literally didn't say a word. Like, they act like they didn't even see it happen. That's just, that's crazy. It makes no sense. <laughs> None. So there's a couple of crazy stories for you. Yeah, no kidding. So you talked a bit about, you know, who kind of drove those negative behaviors back, starting back to age 12, but who would you say has influenced you most on who Corey is today? Well, um, if I had to narrow it to one person, I guess it would all have started with, with Tony Robbins, I guess, because okay. really, you know, he's the reason this whole thing actually, I have to really take that back a notch because, you know, and, and people hate to hear about the secret, but the reality is, is that's what I watched the first time. And that's what got me into my personal development journey, even though I don't agree with everything about the secret. In fact, I don't agree with a lot of it, but it doesn't matter what I believe in and what I judge. It, it just matters what it did for me in my life. And for me, it put me on a path that I wouldn't take back for anything on this planet. And so that led me to Tony Robbins. And um, I'm not sure how it led me to Tony Robbins. I, and that's the truth. I really have absolutely no idea. But once I started listening to him uh, in journaling, and, and this goes to, um, yeah, so I, I can go ahead and get into this uh, story if you'd like. This is one that's a little bit more dear to my heart. And this gives you a better idea of what Corey has been going through since um, July of 2018. Um, so 2017, I sold my personal training business and opened up a, a hormone replacement clinic. So testosterone replacement and yeah. Botox, Juvederm, like a med spa, basically. Yeah. And it was so cool, Trent. It was so fucking cool, dude. It was, you know, it was like... I thought this was exactly what I would be doing for the rest of my life, to be honest with you. Like I love, I love like that kind of medicine. I love the, I loved the access that it gave me. It gave me access like, like it may, maybe it was it's more of not, I shouldn't say me access. It didn't give me personally necessarily access, but I did own the clinic. So I kind of had access. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, uh, so it was interesting because, you know, first of all, I didn't know what I was doing. Okay. I'm going to tell you that right now, big motherfucking difference, opening a, a, a clinic like that. And then ha if, if opening a clinic with employees and investors and shit like right. that is far different than my personal training business. Yeah. I mean, you're talking absolutely. about, I mean, the, the liabilities and I mean, just, it's just a whole entirely different animal. Mm -hmm. um, and what happened was, so my, a, a client and, and myself got together and decided to do this. Now I had been doing telemedicine prior to that, which is what qualified me, so to speak, to start this clinic is because I had been doing HCG um, weight loss. I had been doing HCG for male 
reproduction. Um, and, and I had access to this through um, telemedicine. And I bought into a program with through a friend of a friend that mm-hmm. ultimately fucked me. But that, I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so I did that and made my money back in less than 60 days. Like yeah. it was stupid easy. And, you know, and I mentioned this before we started, but like, I don't sell anything that I don't believe in. You know, you're not going to catch me selling you a Dr. Pepper because I don't fucking drink Dr. Pepper and I don't think you should drink Dr. Pepper. So I'm not going to sell you Dr. Pepper. Does that make sense? Maybe it's an integrity thing. I don't know. Um, I just, I feel like if you, aren't congruent with what you're selling, people can tell. And I don't feel that way. I know they can tell. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, my wife is a micro expressions, micro expression, fucking practitioner or or something. What that does. I see. Do you know what, do you know what micro expressions are? Um, I do not know. It's, I mean, it's not, it's not uncommon. There's very few people that I ask that question if, and them know exactly what it is I'm talking about. So like when I say micro, think about the word, right? Very minute, small facial uh, in body language. But like you can, if you, um, there's, oh man, I wish I could remember the show. I, I, if I, if I, if I can remember it before the end of this, I'll tell you, if not, I'll send it to you. But anyway, so the show, uh, it showed it, it essentially, um, you know, like you, there, there are certain facial movements that you make if you're guilty. Okay. okay. And like my wife knows all that shit. Mm-hmm. Like she, she's like, I mean, she can watch people on television and then, and pick out what they're thinking before they say anything. Okay. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I mean, and she swears she doesn't use it on me, and she's a terrible liar. But, but you know, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how much truth there is to that or not. But anyway, so, so I was telling you about the clinic, right? And you don't do anything. You don't. You don't sell anything. You oh, don't believe in. Yeah, yeah, maybe, and then maybe it's reinforced by me knowing that micro expressions are a real thing, and people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, maybe not a lot. I don't know how what percentage of people actually know what that is. But um, anyway, it's pretty interesting, and it's really hard to detect. Very hard. Like it was a challenge for me to try to help her through this stuff because it was. I mean, when I say micro, like you don't even see it. It happens so yeah. fast. So, <clears throat> um, all right, I gotta stop talking about micro expressions. <laughs> So, so, so you're at the uh, clinic. Yeah. Yeah. So we're at the, so I got, so we moved into the clinic and I had to do, I did everything on my own, meaning, uh, except the hammer and nails to mm-hmm. build out the inside of the place. I didn't do that part. Fortunately, my partner at the time was, a is a construction dude. He owns a construction company. So that was okay. an issue, uh, but I did everything else. You know, I ran every single thing except for he, he controlled the finances because, he put in most of the money. I put in a shit ton of sweat equity and some money. Yeah. Um, and so in 2000, uh, so in July, my wife had handed me a book that said, okay, fine. It said the, the title is okay, fine. I'm grateful. And basically what that means is she handed it to me 
saying, hey, like, you should probably take a look at this because you're not the most positive human on the planet. And so I did, and I started journaling in that. And, 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 and these sequence of events have really taken a, my life to a different, whole different turn that I would never, never expected. Um, so in 2018, um, October, 2018, my partner walks into my office and, and uh, tells me he is not going to pay me anymore. And hmm. so I'm like, you know, how, I don't even know how that works. I'm like, literally like, what, if, what the fuck does that even mean? Mm-hmm. And so long story short, come to find out what happened was, and I didn't realize this until months and months and months later and lawsuits and co- court and law attorneys and shit. Um, but what had happened was a girl that I let go. He was fucking her. Hmm. And so she essentially had, painted a picture that I was this person that I really wasn't that person. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, all that stuff happened, you know, for a great reason. Uh, and and that reason was that I, you know, I walked away with nothing, nothing, but I also walked away with no debt. That's good. I mean, in this situation, it's really good. (laughs) So, so that was just a, it was an awful time for me. And, and when he told me that two reasons that day was tough for me and it was, I was supposed to buy my ticket to go see Tony Robbins that day. And I had, you know, I'd been journaling and, and I had already, you know, I had talked about it for months leading up to it. And I knew I was going to that event. And yeah. when he, when he told me that it just, crushed me dude it crushed crushed me because this is my business it crushed me also because that was something that i needed in my life and i knew i needed it i didn't know why i just knew i needed to go yeah. and so my wife um we obviously my he didn't pay me so we're a whole significant paycheck short and so <clears throat> my wife had called and gotten uh made a deal with the the, the girl her name's angel angel um, actually, I can't remember her last name. Doesn't matter what her last name is. Um, but Angel helped my wife out with the cost of the ticket, and and she called me at work, my wife, and and I asked me to sit down. And when I opened that, when I opened the email, I mean, it was a, a flood of 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 feelings and emotions, and just someone I've never had anybody do something that nice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I've recognized anyway. Uh, and you know, Trent, I don't know what it was, but I, I went to that event and, and since then, you know, I, I, my life is just, is taken such a different turn. And, and I say that because one, I've, I've, I've ventured off into several different things. I've, uh, some good, some not great. Some mm-hmm. didn't do anything but waste my time, but that's okay because I have to go through these things to get to where I know I'm going to be. And I'm going, right. I'm there. Time just hasn't caught up with me yet. Yeah. You know? And so, you know, so I, I have to believe that everything that you and I are doing on this earth right now is taking us to a better person. Yeah. 
Absolutely. If you look back on the past, I mean, it's easy to see the dots connect in retrospect. Obviously, we're living in the present. We can't see those dots connecting right now. But I, you know, I have faith that they are connecting for one reason or another for a better purpose. So I, I definitely believe that train of thought. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I have the same thought process. I, uh, I know for a fact there's something far bigger than I can even put together um, in, my, in, in, my, in my future. Yeah. There's no, no, no question about it. And, dude, I, I'll tell you part of the reason that I know that is because there have been so many things. I li- like I've gone through every one of t- Tony's CDs, mm-hmm. which are our, all his books. Right. Um, and, I mean, when you say every one of them, you're talking about hours. You're about weeks of shit. Yep. M- m- months for me because I was slow. Um, and, you know, I just embodied a, a lot of what he says to do. And a lot of what he says to do stems from, as we all know, Think and Grow Rich, which is where everybody in our personal development space gets it, it all stems from that book. And that book st- stemmed from something. I'm certain of that, mm-hmm. or maybe not. But, um, you know, there's been so many things in my life. Speaking of thinking grow rich, this is a great example. Um, so you'll, I think you'll enjoy this story. One day I was sitting outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, and I was, my wife's a wedding photographer, and I was waiting for her to finish, and I was getting ready to start a mastermind. I was hosting a mastermind the next day, and we were going to start reading and going through thinking grow rich. And so I was listening to the first chapter because it had been a little while since I had listened to it. Right. And, and so I was going through it and he was talking about, you know, the, the, the model T and the VA mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff and how, what a challenge it was and how long it took to get it done. And so when he was, when he said that, I thought, hmm, I wonder how, you know, how they got a V8 engine in a Model T. And then I thought, well, shit, I'm not even sure if I know what a Model T looks like. And Trent, I'm not even kidding you. Swear to God, I was on an enclosed farm with a Mm -hmm. gate, right? And we're sitting there. I'm sitting there. My wife's out doing the pictures. And 30 seconds after that thought entered my mind, this is exactly what was pushed out of the fucking garage. (laughs) Completely fully restored Model T. Wow. And like, I don't know, dude. There's not, I, I can't really, I can't. I, that, that, that's just not a coincidence. I'm sorry. No, uh, no, definitely not. So I keep it there because it reminds me of what we can do and what our minds can do. And, you know, if you just visualize stuff and you think about what you're going to do in the future and you think about who, you know, what you want to do, what, who you want to help, who you want to serve, who you want to do, whatever it is, whatever it is you want to do. And you just see it all. The, you don't have to know how to do it. You do yeah. not have to know how to do it. And I think, and maybe you can, sh- you know, you can, you can speak on this, but like, I, I think that a lot of people, they just don't start. And so a lot yeah. of people just don't start and therefore they never get, any further than where they are. And I know that sounds kind of silly, right? They don't start, they stay where they are, but yeah, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure you've seen that in your life or somebody's yeah. life in, around you, right? Yeah. And it's funny you bring that uh, think and grow rich up. I've 
got a copy just sitting right over here, but um, I've recently reread it and a few months back and, you know, one of the first stories he talks about wanting to be an apprentice to, um, to Edison, I believe it was. And, um, you know, he just kept going, kept going, had to, had to get this apprenticeship no matter what it took, even though he had no plan, he knew it was going to happen. Well, I took that and I was like, you know what, I'm going to work with this specific individual. It's like, I'm going to do some sort of business with this individual. I've never met them before. I've never, you know, made any connection with them. And, you know, a minute or two after I had decided that as I'm reading this, I get a phone call from a friend saying, Hey, I just managed to get, get a meeting with this individual. I think you could bring something to it. Would you like to join me? Yes, absolutely would. So that was my model T moment right there and using the same book. It's all it takes though, right? It takes one right. time like that for you to say, okay, dude, like, you know what? I know there are some people that halfway believe in this stuff and there are some people that are all the fucking way in. And now I just maybe, maybe I was one foot in, one foot out. Now I'm all the fucking way in. Right. You know, yep, I'm, I'm definitely an all the way in uh, person in that regard. Yes, for sure. So let's, let's rewind a little bit. You've, you've kind of explained some of your business ventures that you've had, uh, you know, throughout, throughout the years, but how did you end up from the couch in Las Vegas to starting your personal training business or were there businesses in between there that you had had lots. started oh, lots of them. Okay. So what, well, I what say made lots. you, I guess what made you decide to start your own, your own thing, your own business? It's a great question. Actually, you know, it was on a podcast the other day and I didn't even think of somebody asked me how, you know, what was the first time you made money? Mm -hmm. So Trent, what was, when was the first time, the first time you actually made money go back as far as you need to go back and if you think about that yeah. unless you know do you know i know <laughs> okay what part of, what was part it? of my part of my entrepreneurship journey uh selling uh baseball cards uh, at a local park at age six okay I had, so had some extras and went and sold them to people at the park that's see there you go so how long have, did you how long have you realized that day, that day, how long has it been? Cause I, I just stumbled across this little, uh, I guess really the first entrepreneurship venture mm -hmm. quote unquote that I ever did was selling golf balls. I would go and collect oh, golf balls yeah. because we lived on a golf course. And so I would go in the woods mm -hmm. and I would just pack in the golf balls and then I would wash them all and I would take them and sell them. Nice. So, um, you know, so, you know, my entrepreneurship journey, I guess really, uh, kind of started there. And then I, I, uh, I started delivering papers when I was 16 and I didn't realize, didn't really think about this till the other day also, but you know, I had to pay for the papers first mm -hmm. and then deliver them. So that's how it works. Like you pick them up and now you're responsible for ever how many you pick up. So technically, 
that was taking a product, buying it and reselling it. Right. But I didn't think of it that way at the time. Um, and then, uh, you know, my illegal entrepreneur journey, which I made a ton of money doing, um, I'm not recommending anybody does that, <laughs> stretch. but, um, I did that successfully for several years. And then I decided to, then I, that's when I started training when I got sober Okay. and, and I got fired. I got fired because my, uh, soon to be ex-wife decided to tell my, the people above me, I was, uh, I was the number one trainer in my entire 10 club, um, family, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I was single-handedly bringing in more money than any trainer in the company every single month, except for one. Wow. And so really I thought it was untouchable. So I started a shell company because I wanted to not pay as much taxes. I mean, okay. you know, it was, I thought it was a smart thing to do. Well, what happened was my ex-wife showed that to the people I worked for and they fired me. So um, I didn't have much choice, Trent, but to start my own business because I'm a convicted felon because of the drug charge. Mm-hmm. I didn't finish college. And what else am I going to do? I mean, you can't get a job or or not one that I would want. Mm -hmm. So I had to pivot, you know, I had to, I had to, had to pivot into, uh, and and really I just tried to use whatever gym I could use at the time. And I was just drive wherever I had to drive, do whatever I had to do. I mean, it's that simple. Right. Um, and, you know, selling comes fairly natural to me. Um, like I said, if I believe in the product and, and so it, it, you know, were there struggles? Of course. Um, were some great times? Absolutely. And, but I would say that was probably like the first legitimate business that I've had in years. Okay. Um, yeah. Since that whole cocaine incident. Well, I think the the important part of that story is that you didn't use that as an excuse. You know, you're convicted felon. You can't get the job that you want. You didn't use that as an excuse or a crutch. You used it to keep going and in spite of that. And I think a lot of people that I know who have been in similar situations use it as an excuse. And don't progress their life because they're they're resting on that excuse. So I've got to applaud you for for going out in the face of that and you know starting your own thing. I really appreciate that. You know, there was dude, you know, those two things Trent have probably been the two things the felony and not having a um you know, a college degree, I you know, probably have played more mind tricks on me mm-hmm. than anything um, because there was always this feeling, you know, when I was applying for jobs a long time ago, almost 11 years ago, um, I, I just knew, like, I just knew I wasn't going to get, I wasn't going to get a, the job, whatever it was. I knew I wasn't going to get it because I was going to fail. And like, 
And so therefore I didn't get it. Well, we both know what happens with thought. If you think you're not going to get the damn job, you're probably not going to get the job. And so, which is exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. You know, so. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's great that you, like I said, that you kept going at it uh, and look where it's led to you, uh, where you are now. You started uh, a very cool podcast uh, and I, I can't, I can't even begin to name off all the people that you've had on there. I've just sat there, you know, we started honestly at a similar time and you've just been going at a breakneck pace and I, I see all the time, you know, on, on Instagram, Hey, here's my interview with this person. This is my interview with this person. It's like, wow, he is on fire with this. How, how is it that you got into podcasting? Um, well, uh, it's a pretty interesting story also. So I bought, you know, I bought everything, which everything consists of a mic, you know, right. and it sat on my desk for probably about three months, really. And so I had bought my, you know, my tagline or whatever you want to call it. What's mm-hmm. the hell is it called? The RSS thing. Yeah. And so I had, technically, I had a podcast. It just wasn't really anything on it. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to RTA Live in October, um, I ran across this guy when I was leaving, as I, as I was leaving. Actually, so a couple of things. I ran across... Um, Ryan Williams, when I, as I was leaving to go to lunch with Tony, I was going to lunch with Tony Watley, Marcus Aurelius, and and Zachary Babcock. Well, I didn't even know who Zachary was. I had no fucking idea who he was. And so, and I didn't really know. I, I knew Marcus and Tony, but not like, I didn't know him like that. That was the first, you know, that week he was the first time I'd ever met him. Um, but we had mutual friends and so whatever. So I went to lunch with them and it was just such a surreal conversation because I'm sitting, you know, Marcus, do you, you know, Marcus, surely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and Tony both are, you know, both have a great podcast. Um, you know, both super great guys and, and Zachary as well, actually, he's such a great guy. And it was just, so let me take, let me scroll back for a second. So Ryan, I saw him in the lobby and started talking to him, got my picture with him and da, 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 whatever. And so I just asked him, I said, Hey, would you like to be my a guest on my podcast? And he said, yeah, I'd, be, I'd love that. And I'm like, all right, dude, now what do you do now? Because now you got to do saying yes. And you yeah. don't even have a podcast. So yeah. <laughs> You can only imagine the thoughts were running through my head. What if he goes to look to see how many episodes you've done and there's nothing there? And right. like, what? And, and he, he, he's a busy dude. So he didn't give a shit what I was doing with my podcast. Like I'm, I'm thinking I'm like this important person. Um, and so, you know, after that weekend, Trent and he, you know, I had got that first. Yes. I, I just started reaching out to people and I had met Sean Whalen. I was there at the R at Arte live and you know, I talked to him for a little bit and he agreed to be on the podcast. And I was like, and that's for me, that was a pretty big deal. Yeah. You know, for Sean Whalen to be like, literally, I think he was the third, third or fourth person mm-hmm. on my podcast, which 
God, if you go back and listen to that podcast, it was terrible. Um, <laughs> you know, and I say it was terrible because I just didn't know. I just didn't know, dude. I didn't know what I was doing. And, and so I had to, I had to assume the position, so to speak. I had to, I had to be the person to lead the other person if I was going to, if it was going to be my damn podcast. And so it somewhat came naturally to an extent. And, and I don't know, but it's weird because I don't have a lot of things that come natural. I don't have, like, I've never been like great at a specific sport. Like I've was good at golf younger, but that was about it. Um, and, and the reality is, is that, you know, I just, I don't know. I've, ne- I've never had anything that I've just really, really, really thoroughly enjoyed as much as I do my podcast. And it's learning about people like you right. and learning about how, you know, where you've been and, and the struggles that you've been through. And no matter who it is I'm talking to, I, except for one person, one person in all my podcasts that I didn't get anything out of. One person. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I agree. It is interesting. I have a feeling now I've probably interviewed 80 people. Right. And my guess is, is that it, the common denominator is on my side on that one. So, um, you know, whatever. But I, I enjoy it, dude. It's interesting. It's cool. You know, we don't make any money via right. the podcast. But, and is it time consuming? My God, it is super time consuming. Can be if you allow it to be. Um, but I love it, dude. I really, really, really enjoy it. Yeah. This is something I, I never thought I would do personally. And once I dove into it, it's like, this is, this is a lot of fun. There's great networking going on. There's great conversations going on. There's, there's a lot of positive to it and people are getting things out of it too. You know, I hear from my audience all the time of, you know, this was great, or I enjoyed this conversation. I really resonated with this person. And that's an amazing thing to be able to, you know, you feel like you're doing something, bringing some good to the world by uh, having the podcast resonate with others. That's so true. One and two, you know, we're getting knowledge directly from the person. Like, and, and I didn't look at it. I didn't know to look at it that way. Mm -hmm. Well, that wasn't, well, I'm glad I didn't look at it that way at the beginning because my intent would have been probably very different than what it was. And my intent was really just share these stories with other people. That's it. Like literally that's it. But I've gotten so much more out of doing this podcast than anybody I've interviewed. I can guarantee that. Guarantee it. Yep. Absolutely. I I agree. Yeah. I definitely get, I get more out of the, podcast than my audience probably does i i think it's been a fantastic opportunity so i'm glad we can share that experience and know that you know we've um we're both getting something out of our our time that we're putting into this and uh it's really awesome i I love your podcast i love i mean you like i said you've just been on fire interviewing people and it's been really cool to see i really appreciate that dude it's um you know, there's going to be a lot of other cool shit coming down the pipe, I have a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, as we climb into this thing, and, you know, it's crazy because 
this gives us an opportunity. And again, I didn't know any of this going into this. If I, if I would have, I probably wouldn't be here because knowing me, I probably would have, if it, I may have done it for the wrong reason, you know, right. and, and I really don't want to believe that that's the case, but I, I probably just wouldn't have worked out. The truth is it wouldn't have worked out if that's what I thought. If I thought I'm doing this selfishly, I don't think it would have worked out. And I know there's no way I would have the conversations with the people that I do if if I if there was anything other than good intentions, you know? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, I think listening to your story, I mean, you've got a crazy interesting story. Um, and I could honestly take so much I could take different bits and pieces to answer this next question out of it, but I want to hear your personal take on, you know, since this is the hustle of the day podcast, how do you personally define the word hustle? Uh, Well, um, I can give you a great, great example. It was when I got home from RT live, dude, I probably sat in this office pulling my hair out for probably close to 19 hours a day. Hmm. And like, I, you know, I had a little bit of help from Zach. I had a little bit of help from uh, our RT brother, Fabian. He helped me more than anybody at that point. Um, Do you know Fabian? TG Genetics? Yeah. Yeah. Such a good dude. So he, um, you know, I met, I had, I met with, met met up with Fabian um, when, we got to St. Louis and I didn't really know Fabian other than some conversations or voice notes that we had talked, you know, between each other. And he's become uh, a good friend of mine. He's such a, like I, he's such a good dude. And, you know, he spent not, it may have been hours. I don't really know how long he spent, but anytime I had a question about something really fucking stupid, he would just, you know, he was patient. He answered the questions. He was cool. You know, it was just the right people were put in my life at the right time. But 19 hours a day trying to figure out technology and, you know, drinking I, a gallon of caffeine every hour trying <laughs> to stay up. You know, it just, it was, dude, it, that, it's days like that that you know you are hustling your fucking ass off. Mm-hmm. Or or it's the day that I get up and I get up on time and which is 4:30, 5 o'clock this morning. It was quarter to two. Don't ask me why. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, but this morning's a great example. You know, 145 or 10 or two, something like that. I I I was late and I couldn't sleep. So I'm like, fuck it. I just went ahead and I went in my office, put my headphones on and started editing because you and I both, you know, you, you know, if you edit your own shit, it's not easy, especially right now with this shit going on, like zoom jacked up every other, like you and I have had zero issues, but there's been so many calls that I've had that are glitching out and making stupid noises and, not on my Zoom. It's Zoom right, end. Right. And and so you got to edit all that horse shit out. And I didn't have to do that stuff before. 
Right. I didn't have to do any of that stuff before. And it's God time consuming. For sure. So, you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I love it, dude. I love, love the podcast and I love, I love the days that I can say that I hustled and there are many days that I can say that I didn't hustle, you know, especially during this craziness that we've got going on. You know, I'll, I'll share one more story with you. This is a great example of this is exactly a hustle mindset. In my opinion, you tell me if you, you think differently. Um, and if you do, that's okay. But when this whole thing started, I realized that one, my diet wasn't the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is like, you know, you know, when you get off track, sugar, for me, it's right. sugar. Like sugar throws me so far off. It's not even funny. And it takes me out like crack. I mean, it's crazy. And so, um, so I was on the phone with my buddy, Caleb, and he said, hey, you know, you should do 75 hard with us. And I'm like, I'm not doing 75 hard again. I've already done it once and completed it. And I said, I'm not, I'm not doing it again. And he was like, you know, you really should think about it. And by the end of the call, because there was a little pressure added to my plate, mm-hmm. I was like, fuck it. I'll do it. You know, whatever. And, and the reason I made that decision is because I felt like I was incapable of getting back on track without it. Not incapable. I'm not, I, was, I wasn't incapable. I wasn't willing to get back on track. It just okay. wasn't my time. I just didn't want to get back on track. And, and you know, I was, my stomach was acting crazy. And um, so, that, so I decided to do 75 hard. But that's not the funny. That's not the interesting part. This is the interesting part. About, let's see, we were, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten days into it maybe. Mm-hmm. And we were on a Zoom call with like nine or ten other people. My wife was on it. And some guy, his name is Wes, excuse me, I don't know his last name, but he came on and he said he was finishing up a a five-day fast. And my wife, somebody on the call perked up and said, oh, we should do a five-day fast. All of us should do a five-day fast. So my wife's like, fuck it, I'm in. And I'm like, (laughs) I was like, you got like, I'm not down with that. Yeah. And, and of course, so you can always, just like the other, the first call, you might listen to this. I want to sell me anything. Just get me on the phone for long enough. Um, so by the end of that call, I had committed to doing five days of fasting with just water and, and, and two cups of coffee every day. That's it for 120 hours. And so, I told myself at the beginning of that, I said, you know, it doesn't matter that you're already doing 75 hard. It doesn't matter. It's five days. It's five days. You can do anything for five days. So, so we did and we finished it and it was one of the, I mean, I'm super proud of myself, super proud of my wife for finishing that because we didn't cheat. We didn't skimp. We measured everything, meaning our coffee, everything fucking coffee. (laughs) Um, and, and so, you know, after coming out of that dude, my taste buds were, or, and are still the cleanest they've been in 42 years. (laughs) And I feel and look better than I have probably in 42 years. 
like we both lost 13 pounds. And so the reason I'm telling you that story is because those five days, Trent, were hustled. And when I mean hustle, like it, it was all I could do just to get through the day because you're zapped. You don't have any energy and you're working out twice a day. So, I mean, it was just, you know, I was, I was shot. I was shot. Understandably so, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what um, is more of the hustle than just, you know, getting through the fast is the fact that you're doing this when everybody's at home snacking on things and, you know, you see the memes all over the place of, you know, summer's canceled this year because of the quarantine, you know, you know, my uh, summer body's not going to be ready and all that. But like you, I'm in the best shape of my life right now during this time because I just last week finished 75 hard. And so it's just one of those things that you can take these opportunities of, you know, these unique times um, as a positive or you can take it as a negative and it's entirely up to you. And at this point, like you should have taken it one way or the other by now, because guess what? It's about over. And I'm unbelievably I, and I don't like, I don't say how proud I am of myself about anything because I just don't recognize those things. But that was a decision for, you know, even though my hand was forced both times, um, <laughs> it was still a decision that I am so grateful that we made because, you know, my wife's, our diet has completely changed. Like everything has changed. And for her, you know, my wife has had a uh, had a di- eating disorder when she was younger and almost died because of it. And um, so for her to have battled that all her life, right, and the, to see such a massive change in, I mean, for a woman that's 5'8", to drop 13 pounds on anybody's size, yeah. is that's a lot for anybody to drop yeah. in five days. Um, but for her being in shape as she was, she's now like in, she's no question in the best shape of her life. No question. Wow. Yeah. It's been super cool, dude. It really has. Very cool. Well, I'm, I'm excited that you're, you're showcasing hustle in so many different ways because I mean, like I said, looking back at your story, thinking about our conversation, it's like I can think of it in a dozen different instances, it seems like. So uh, you definitely exemplify it. And I'm honored that you were that you took time out of your day to be on my podcast. But I want to ask you one one more question before you can plug all your things that you that you're up to. But I want to ask you, what is it that excites you about the future? Oh, man, there's a lot of things really, Trent, because, you know, the first thing I would say is that, um, you know, we're going to see new businesses pop up out of this thing. We already are seeing new businesses pop up. We're going to see the way we do shit is going to be a little bit different. And I don't know how much different. I don't think it's going to be so drastic that it's going to be like night and day. We're not, right. I just don't believe that's going to be the case. I just don't. I, and I don't think 
we need to. And I'm not being insensitive to somebody that has the virus because I feel bad for those people that have it. Trust me, I really do. At the same time, our country is literally sinking by the minute Mm -hmm. because financially anyway, because fuck, nobody's working. Nobody's doing anything. Nobody's on the roads. Nobody's buying gas. Nobody's doing anything. And it's just a time dude. that right now I was just telling my wife this morning. I said, you know, we're never ever in our lives, in our lives going to see anything like this shit happen again. I said, we probably won't see this for another hundred years. Nobody will see it for another hundred years. If ever, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if this has ever happened. I don't think it has. Right. The, the, I think the, the, the closest thing you have is the, the Spanish flu pandemic 102 years ago. Okay. Well, there, there you go. I didn't even know what that was. So there you go. I mean, it just, it, and what the, it, it, did they shut the country down? Um, you know what? It's actually uh, funny that you, you mentioned it. Um, I think it was in Think and Grow Rich. He actually did talk just briefly about it, how uh, we, we're, we may be diverging a little too political here, but uh, the, they talked about how the thing that was causing the most issue with the pandemic during that time was the newspapers printing scare headlines. Uh-huh. And so they actually went to the, the mayor of New York, went to the press and said, you cannot publish any more scare headlines. And they agreed. And suddenly the pandemic went away. And so I think it could definitely relate to today. Uh, with a lot of some of the scare headlines that you see regarding this pandemic. And so I think the parallels are there quite a bit uh, in that regard. Well, you know, Trent, that's, you're right. I mean, you, you're such a great point. The news media outlets have caused, they didn't cause the pandemic, but they caused the pandemic. You know what I mean? Like they didn't cause the virus itself, but they might as well had because if it hadn't have been for them, like you just said, we wouldn't be in this shit. Like it would be just like last year or a year before, whenever the fucking swine flu came through and our H1N1, everybody got sick, not everybody, but a, bu- a bunch of people evidently. And uh, guess what? Well, it's over. Like, no, we're probably never going to hear about the fucking swine flu again because now we're, I guess got our antibodies up and we fight all that stuff off. Like next year when this shit rolls back around, we're not even know it yet. It's going to be the exact same shit. Yeah. So. Yep. I get, uh, well, I want to give you a chance to, uh, tell people about what you're working on and where to find you. And, um, I'll make sure to include links in the show description as well, but, uh, tell us where to best find you, Corey. Sure. Um, you know, my website is just uh, coreybarrier.com. So C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-R-R-I-E-R.com. Not the best website on the planet, but there is a website there. Um, and then usually I'm on Instagram. And so just at C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-R-R-I-E-R. And then my podcast is the Successful Life Podcast. And you can find that pretty much at any of the outlets. Uh, any of the the podcast outlets, um, Spotify, iTunes, uh, I don't even know. I don't list off the rest of them. I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. There's a bunch of them, but um, right. 
Uh, so that's, that's where you can find me. I would love for anybody to come out and listen to the, the podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I'd love any feedback anyone has. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm doing. That's where you can find me. And I also coach. So I, you know, I, I guess the best way to a mindset mindset is what it really boils down to regardless of, of what, um, you know, kind of the situation is it really, you know, it boils down to where's your mind and what are you thinking about and, and how yeah. can we change that, you know, to get you back on track. Very cool. Well, I'll make sure, like I said, I'll put the, all the links to those in the show description notes. Uh, but I know I've gotten a ton of value out of this. So I know my audience has gotten a ton of value out of it. So I want you to take that value, get out there and hustle the day. Thanks for listening to the Hustle the Day podcast all the way through. I really appreciate that. I just want to let you know that I help small businesses with their online strategy. So if you or anyone that you know needs help with their online strategy and owns a small business, I'm your guy. Go ahead and connect with me at Trent V. Bray on Instagram or TrentVBray.com.